0: Vault. Joe Elliott of Def Leppard has just called.
1: Oh, yeah, really, yeah. And let's see here. I'm Red Noise, by golly. That's who I am. Opens now. Welcome inside the Keto Vault for an excellent adventure with Leonard Skinner guitarist, Ed King. Play some Skinner. Someone always yells it out. You go to a live show, you're going to hear it. First time I heard it was uh, as a kid on the uh, Tesla album. The five man acoustical jam. Someone, play some skittered. The band, of course, legendary, made more legendary when Ronnie Van Zant, Steve Gaines, and others would die in a plane crash, which is, I think, the second most common cause of rock and roll stars' death. Drugs and overdosing on drug number one. Uh, plane crash is a close second. And a kind of a cool twist, too. Ed King was in Denver visiting friends and decided to roll to the Springs and spend some quality time on the air here at Kilo with uh, Chris. Ken again, who you've you heard do a few interviews so far in previous editions of the Keto Vault. And the timeline, there was nothing time-stamped or, or written on the tape when we found it. But he's talking about uh, the reuni- uh, Reunited Tour from 1987 and the subsequent album that would come out of that. Uh, they recorded the, the tribute tour and put out a double cassette, which they're going to give away copies during the interview. It's awesome. Uh, the album was uh, Southern by the Grace of God. And talks about how emotional it was to get out there and and play some of these songs with some of the some of Ronnie's you know kids. So we place interview about 1988 because uh, it was that's right around the time the actual recording would come out. They would tour they toured the previous summer. So that's kind of the time and place. Let's get right into it. Place and Skynyrd. It's Ed King guitars for Leonard Skynyrd inside the Kilo Vault
0: Academy. There's other places to go, but only one place to be. We're Kilo 94. I'm Chris Kennigan for the Rock and Roll Lunch today. And like I said, we have a a little bit different kind of rock quiz going on today. We have a very special guest in the studio. Your name, please
2: my name is ed king
0: Hmm, it's like (laughs) old-time tv isn't it
2: (laughs) no my name is ed king and i play with leonard skinnard
0: with leonard skinnard and uh in the studio today this is exciting this is like having a legend coming (laughs) to Uh, to tequila this afternoon this is great
2: i'm honored really
0: welcome to colorado
2: thank you you're visiting i have some friends in denver and i'm visiting them this week yeah
0: well that's great and i'm glad you had a chance to stop by here um bassist not, let me see now I, I hear stories Leonard Skinner you started off with them you were originally a session musician were you not?
2: Well originally I was. I had a couple bands in California mm-hmm. and uh, one of, of our tours through the south with that band Leonard Skinner was our warm up band mm-hmm. and then eventually I joined Leonard Skinner as a bass player when the bass player quit that was Leon Wilkerson mm-hmm. and then right after our first album was done we went to get Leon back and then so then we transformed into a three guitar band
0: and you got to be guitarist. Mm-hmm. Now, what was right. the other? You were with the Strawberry Alarm Clock, weren't you?
2: Yeah, I don't talk about that experience <laughs> too much.
0: <laughs> Hollander's. Now, this is kind of like a psychedelic type late '60s band. Yeah, right. That must that must have been quite a quite a switch to go from something like that to uh, to to, uh, to Kidder. Was that real easy
2: for you to do? Um, well, it wasn't easy coming in as a bass player because I was a guitar player. You know. Mm-hmm. But as far as making a transition from psychedelic band to whatever, I you know had always like been into blues and and things like that. And the Strawberry Alarm Clock was just kind of something that happened in high school. <laughs> know, what can I say? You know, I was like seventeen years old, and it just kind of fell together. And I was really more than happy to see it fall out, you know, and disappear.
0: Well, it worked out rather well. That was in Atlanta, was it?
2: No, that was in California.
0: No, that uh, you first. Oh, Skinner? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, that was in Florida when I first met them. Mm-hmm and uh, yeah
0: and just uh just lucked out with the bassist uh, part actually didn't you
2: yeah well ronnie and i uh yeah i did luck out as a bassist part but uh really lucked out better when ronnie came into my room one day we i shared a house with him in jacksonville and he sat down on the edge of the bed and put his arm around me and said said man you're really the worst bass player i ever played <laughs> <laughs> so i said all right you know he said well we don't want to we want you to stay in the band let's go out and talk leon back into coming in so uh we got Leon back in the band, and the very next day at rehearsal with Leon back in the band, Ronnie and I wrote Sweet Home Alabama that day. And then that night I went home, and the entire guitar solo came to me in a dream. And that's why even today I hardly ever vary that guitar solo, because I play it note for note pretty much to how I heard it in the dream, how I saw it.
0: You still do that?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's interesting. Sweet Home Alabama probably... Uh Wow, that was a big hit. That yeah. really was. <laughs> uh, it, it's amazing.
2: You know, you wish you could write a bunch of those in your life, but that's the one tune that, I don't know, it sounds as fresh today as it did 74, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go ahead and play that. And uh, what we're going to do first, though, since I did promise everybody a rock quiz. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ed is going to come up with a trivia question and it has obviously something to do with Leonard Skinner. Okay. And yeah. we're going to take like we usually do the first person to call in with the right answer and what are what are we going to give them today? Okay. Something real special. Uh yeah,
2: today. Okay. Um the first 3 Leonard Skinner albums all started out the same way. Mm-hmm. How was that?
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have Leonard Skinner fans galore, and I know we do, and that that shouldn't be too difficult. How uh, each of the first 3 Leonard Skinner albums started off if you think you know that one give us a call at Kilo 94 like I said we'll take the first right answer for uh, we've got cassettes
2: Yeah. very oh, special cassettes for yeah we thing. have some uh, cassettes well we don't have them right now but as soon as they come in we'll get it to you of uh, the uh, live album that we recorded off the last tour that we did which is uh, just a few months ago uh, the tribute tour it's called the tribute tour which okay. I'll, I'll tell you about later on
0: righty. right now Sweet Home Alabama Leonard Skinner on Kilo 94 <laughs> So 94. Colorado's home of great rock and roll with Leonard Skinner in Sweet Home, Alabama. In the studio this afternoon is Ed King, who is the guitarist for Leonard Skinner. That's and me. That's you. And uh, you asked a trivia question a little bit ago, and we got a winner on this one. His name is Roger Torgler, and knew that one right off. I mean, it, it was it was disgustingly simple for him.
2: Well, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> tell everybody else.
0: Ah, oh, you're going to tell everybody. question was, how does the first... Three Leonard Skinnerd albums start. Each and every one of them start side A, same way, and it is
2: with a count off: one, two,
0: three. You got that. <laughs> okay, so congratulations to Roger who takes up uh, a copy of the uh, cassette, double cassette, for the new live uh, Leonard Skinner tribute album, which was recorded just uh, just a few months ago. Um, is there a title for that, or is that?
2: Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be called Southern by the Grace of God. Ooh. Have you ever seen the uh, bumper sticker? I don't know if they have them up here I too haven't much, but, I
0: haven't seen it. But no. down
2: south, you see the bumper sticker a lot that says, uh, American by birth,
0: mm-hmm. southern
2: by the grace of God. So that's what oh, we're okay. going to call it.
0: Nice nice title. Mm-hmm. Nice title. Where was this recorded? One place? Different? No, we,
2: we recorded in Atlanta, Nashville, and Dallas, although most of the tunes are from the Dallas show. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple tunes from the Atlanta show, like Charlie Daniels showed up in the, at Atlanta, and uh, he sings part of Sweet Home Alabama. Oh. Steve Morse showed up you know, from the Dixie Drags, I guess mm-hmm. everybody's heard of Steve Morse, sure. and he showed up and played guitar in the end of one tune, which is one of my favorite pieces on the whole record, and uh, several, you know, guest appearances by different people, and, uh, you know, the, just uh, the whole tour just turned out to be quite a high experience for everybody, everybody oh. was really good, and I mean, before, whereas before we always used to go out on the road and have our bouts with drugs and alcohol, and And tearing everything up you know Mm -hmm. we decided we went out this time because it was a tribute to uh, Ronnie Van Zandt and Steve Gaines and those that had died in the plane crash and to the fans we decided we should do it with some dignity and everybody was real good.
0: See it sounds like you had a great time.
2: Yeah it was great. Matter of fact it's the only tour that we've ever done as a band where it was over we were really sorry it was over because usually we're finished and we're just about ready to pull each other's hair out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't happen anymore though.
2: No well we're we're older now.
0: <laughs> older. More wiser. Yeah.
2: <laughs> has what a lot is, to do with
0: it. What is exa- the current band lineup now?
2: The current band lineup is five-sevenths of the original band. Mm-hmm. Um, has myself on guitar with Gary Rossington on guitar and Randall Hall on guitar. Now, Alan Collins, who was one of the original guitar players, uh, was injured in an automobile accident a couple years ago, and he's paralyzed from the chest down. So he's not able to play. Mm-hmm. Randall is a very good friend of Allen's, and uh, personally, I think he's the best guitar player in the band. He's really outstanding. When you hear some of his, you're going to play a tune later on called I Know A Little, and Randall takes a solo in the middle of it that's going to sear your ears. Ooh. It's really good.
0: I remember that. And I was listening to that. That's
2: I good. I caught
0: a couple of copies of that off, off a desk this yeah. morning. I was listening to that. <laughs> yeah,
2: Randall's great. And Billy Powell on piano, he's an original member. Leon Wilkerson on bass, an original member. Artemis Pyle on drums. And... Um, Doing the lead vocals, we have Ronnie's little brother Johnny, Mm -hmm. and uh, Ronnie always used to tell us that Johnny, out of all three Van Zandt brothers, he felt Johnny had the best voice. And this was when Johnny was 15 years old. (laughs) He was telling (laughs) us this. Well, Johnny's now 27, you know. And uh, oh, an
0: old man now. He's an old man. 27. And
2: no, we were going to call the tour the Young and the Rest of Us because the rest of us (laughs) are like 38 years old, you know, and and uh, Johnny's 27. But uh, Johnny interprets Ronnie's songs in his own way, you know, Johnny had some misgivings about doing it at first because he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to follow in his brother's footsteps and, and have everybody say oh he's the one that took Ronnie's place because mm-hmm. Johnny has his own music and is a good vocalist in his own right and his music really isn't anything like his brother's mm-hmm. but um, because it's a tribute to his brother and he, he and his brother were real close and he did it and he came in and he interprets the tunes in his own way and when you hear these next two tunes that you're going to play you're going to understand you know but the energy of the band is probably better than it ever was that you'll be able to pick up too yeah and uh, yeah. it's a lot more together and uh, just a lot better experience for everybody and I really expect the album to do well it's going to be a double LP but a single compact disc and the retail is going to be about 1098 on it
0: mm-hmm. so
2: everybody will be able to hopefully pick it up
0: sounds great I have here uh, working for MCA
2: yeah well that was, which you uh, <laughs> that was a, a tune that I didn't even want to include in the set but the, the other other guys in the band said well, we've got to do it because it's it's been the traditional lead-off tune
0: mm-hmm.
2: ever okay. since Ronnie and I wrote it back in 1973, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, anyway, play it, and that's what we start our show off with every night.
0: Okay, and who is it? Who is it now that uh, is introducing the band? Yes. This, <laughs> this is interesting. Well... I love this.
2: We brought her along, uh, Johnny's and Ronnie's, and Donnie's daddy, Lacey. Okay. Lacey is 72 years old. Lacey's a truck driver. He's one of the, one of the sweetest, people I've ever met. He's really neat. And he went on the road for 45 days with us and never complained. Well, he complained a couple times. He got a little cantankerous. But <laughs> if you can imagine a 72, he's, he's allowed at that age. But he introduced the band every night. I mm-hmm. uh, don't know if he's coming along on our next trip which will start May 16th but... Uh, I hope so. I expect him to be there.
0: That'd be great. Well, he sounds like a real pro. You get to hear it for yourself. (laughs) This is working for MCA off of the uh, forthcoming tribute album for Leonard Skinner. This is Leonard Skinner on Kilo 94. Hello, Dallas, Texas! All right. All right. Keep up 94. And Leonard Skinner working for MCA. That song, it worked too, didn't it? Yeah, it
2: really did work. <laughs> I, I didn't want to do it when we started, but when we first kicked the song off at our first show, I just knew it was right. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, And with Lacey introducing it, it was just perfect. You know?
0: It was. Uh, that guy, he sounds, he's a pro. He,
2: is. he really yeah, is. Lacey's a good guy.
0: I hope I hope he makes it on the next tour. I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to see that myself.
2: Well, Lacey usually arranges it so he's not left out of anything. So I yeah. expect that he'll be there every second.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was recorded in? In Dallas, which mm-hmm. was as he as did say at the beginning of the last night of the tour, that was
2: the last night. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, that's that's great. You did a uh, legend, I wanted to ask you about that one too.
2: Yeah, legend, I wasn't really involved in the production of that, I wished I had been. There was a couple of tunes that I wish had gotten on it. Uh, one tune was conveniently lost, which I know has got to be around somewhere, mm-hmm. and there was another tune that was recorded at a live Memphis concert, which I think we could have salvaged but the majority of Legend I really thought was for people that really liked Ronnie Van Zandt's voice I guess it provided another insight Mm -hmm. but there were some bad moments on that album The Four Walls of Rayford is probably the best tune on it and next to that would be Simple Man and considering you can pick the album up in a store for like $6.98 I would probably buy the album just for those two Mm -hmm. songs if I was a Leonard Skinner fan but the the, the last tour we did was not to promote the Legend album at all that was just something that they had these other tunes in the can that were th- like throwaway tunes from other albums and things. They s- decided to put it together, but this live album is really going to put it back where it belongs.
0: And you're going to be touring again this summer.
2: Yeah, we're going out May 16th for six weeks, and then a month off, and then we'll hit it for another six weeks, and then I guess that'll be it. I don't that'll know if the band. It. I don't know if the, <laughs> I don't know if the band's going to continue because a couple guys in the band wanted to, but. Uh, the the whole tribute concept is kind of so special mm-hmm. that we don't know if we should go in and write new material and keep it going because it's like the new material we write no matter how good it is it's not going to be leonard skinner it's, it's going to be a thing. different band and uh i can kind of predict what will happen you know the first album would do well because people will be interested in in what we're doing new anything subsequent to that will probably be bargain basement stuff and and we just don't want to run the name down why tarnish a good name you know mm-hmm. the tribute concept is really where it's at and seeing as how this was, last October was the 10th anniversary of the plane crash, and it fit together so well. I mean, like, if you'd asked Billy Powell two years ago to do this, he wouldn't have done it. If you'd asked me probably one year ago to do it, I wouldn't have done it. It's just timing was not right for anybody.
0: Man, it just all kind of fell together. It
2: did fall together. I mean, it fell together in a short period of time. We didn't know until July 7th that we were even going to be doing it. The first show was September 23rd. So it
0: didn't it give quick. you a lot
2: of time. No, yeah, We had... <laughs> We had a have a road crew of about 25 and plus people behind the scenes, and they were scrambling like crazy, getting all of our equipment together. We have all of our same equipment that we used on the road years ago in a warehouse. So they took it all out. They took it all out of the flight cases, started falling all apart, you know. And we have a technician who lives in Dallas, and he flew up to Jacksonville. And uh, PV Electronics, which supplies all of our stuff, sent us all new guts and speakers for free. You know, they said just do whatever you need to do. Got all of our equipment up to snuff, and uh, we were out on the road real quick.
0: I guess you were. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give you much time at all. Um, I wanted to play uh, nothing, from Nothing Fancy. This was the third album, uh-huh. right? And yeah, that was, was the last a, album that you were on. This was the last album I
2: was on. It was a real transitory album because, you know, previous to this, the band had always had time to write its material. We had this little cabin out uh, in the middle of nowhere on a creek in the Florida swamps, really, is what it amounted to. And we used to, matter of fact, we used to practice there. And in order to keep uh, thieves from coming up the creek and stealing our equipment, like they did one time, one of us would had would have to stay out there every night. And I mean, all kinds <laughs> of weird animals and crocodiles <laughs> coming up. I kid you not. You oh know? my gosh! And it was, but it was good. It created the whole atmosphere for our music.
0: Fear, yeah. And um,
2: <laughs> and adventure. Uh-huh. But the thing is, nothing fancy wasn't like that. Nothing fancy because the pressures of being on the road was written entirely in the studio. And the song you're going to play in particular was really worked up. It was a song that Ronnie and I had written in a hotel room, and the band had never worked it up until uh, Leon and I auditioned a potential new drummer, Artemis Pyle, because mm-hmm. our old drummer just was not making it. Yeah. And Leon and I was were working with Artemis, and we worked up an arrangement to Saturday Night Special. We had nothing else to it. We went in the studio the next day to record it, and Ronnie hadn't even heard it. Ronnie came up and heard it, and he laid his vocal on it. And then the guitar players came up and put their guitars on top, and that's what you have.
0: And that's it? And that's In it.
2: one take? Well, it went it went very, very quick.
0: <laughs> very quickly. Well, yeah. here it is. Saturday night special from Leonard Skinner on Kilo 94.
1: One,
2: two, one, two, three. That song sounds pretty good after all those years, too, doesn't it?
0: Sounds great. That's Saturday night special, taking off of Nothing Fancy on Kilo 94 with Leonard Skinner. And in the studio this afternoon is Ed King. Real honor to have you here.
2: Hey, I really appreciate is. you having me, really. Um, the privilege is all mine.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. We were listening to the cassette earlier this morning, and uh, there's a whole side taken up with Freebird, which is wonderful.
2: Oh, and the li- new live album, yeah.
0: And you handle this um, in quite a different manner.
2: Well, <laughs> when we were practicing in uh florida you know we had all these tunes worked out we kind of decided came up with a concept of how we wanted our show to go and of course you got to close with Freebird and you can't play anything after that mm-hmm. and uh when it came time to do free Bird, johnny said i really don't want to do it well he had in rehearsal he had done such a good job with all the others but we didn't really force him one, one way or another but we were hoping every day he would come mm-hmm. in and he'd say Okay, I decided to sing it. And because he would sound so good singing that song. Mm-hmm. But he never did decide to sing it. So the first night we played in Concord, we didn't know how it was going to go. But Johnny went up and said, Are you people ready to sing tonight? And of course, everybody went, Yeah, they've been singing the lyrics all the way through the set anyway. <laughs> I mean, Johnny's not the only one singing. You can hear people singing all over the stadium, you know. And uh, so we went into Freebird, and when it came time for the first, first, uh, first verse to come around, if you can imagine 15,000 people singing it, it was just an awesome experience. And plus the fact we carry these video screens with us, and we showed just during Freebird, we show old footage of the band with Ronnie and Steve, and uh, it was such a fitting tribute. Along with a microphone out, microphone stand in the middle of the stage with Ronnie's hat that he wore in the last tour, it was just so. Tip, it was just so fitting, you know, and it was so right.
0: It gives you goosebumps.
2: Yeah, and on the yeah. live live version of Freebird, which uh, we're not going to play today, but if you get the album, you'll hear it. Uh, you can hear the people singing
0: mm-hmm. as
2: clear as a bell. You know, it's, so
0: uh, it's quite incredible. Audience is featured
2: mm-hmm. on Freebird yeah. on this one. Audience participation.
0: That's yeah. great. That's great. Uh, touring this, this summer, and you are going to be in Denver.
2: Oh, I hope so. Oh, we got it. <laughs> I really wanted to play Denver last time. There was this whole section of the country that <coughs> we missed, you know. I mean, we did directly from the West Coast. We flew right out to Cincinnati, and we this whole area was was lost. But we only had 32 shows that we could do, and uh, but we will hit Denver. We've got to.
0: Okay, probably uh, sometime later on in the summer. Then.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you uh, are you touring with anybody in particular these days?
2: Um, well, our opening is band it? is really uh, is called the Rossington Band. It's Gary's band with his wife Dale. Mm-hmm. You remember, Dale used to sing with Rossington Collins Band. That Dale
0: Cramp, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, she and Gary are married. And they have a home in Wyoming and uh, anyway they're finishing up their record right now so Gary's band's going to open for us great and then in between we show some old footage of the band four tunes that were taken from some old uh, Winterland shows Mm -hmm. and one show I think in Asbury Park New Jersey and uh, after we show those four videos then we play
0: okay well we look forward to seeing you and Ed I'm glad you stopped by um, like I said, it's a real honor. It's like uh, part of a legend, as the Thank album you. title uh, <laughs> <laughs> said earlier. We're going to uh, wrap it up here with I Know A Little, which right, is also on the new Live Tribute album.
2: Right, this is from the Atlanta show.
0: From the Atlanta show. Oh. And here it is, I Know A uh, Little. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I Know A Little. <laughs> a litter?
0: <yeah. laughs> I Know A Little. This is right. Leonard Skinner on Kilo
1: 94. And there you have it, man. Play some Skinner indeed. And what a cool story that is, right? He, he signed up to be the bass player. <laughs> Ronnie Van Zant sits down the bed and says, Hey, you're the worst bass player I've ever played with. We need to get you back on guitar. And that would lead to him and Ronnie writing Sweet Home Alabama. And then the claim that uh, the, the guitar came to him in a dream. How cool is that? And that's why he played it almost note for note. You know, the dreams and the inspiration that dreams bring to music very common. I remember doing an interview with Everlast. He had a song or has a song called Letters Home from the Garden of Stone. Came out in the middle of uh, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. It was very spot on. And that an interview with him it was like, did you know someone who, who fought? Um, You know, did, did where'd you get the, the inspiration? He said, no, it came to me in a dream, man. Said, no way. So dreams are real. That's pretty cool. You're the worst bass player I've ever played with. Sometimes things just work out, huh? And giving out cassettes, double cassettes, for the new Skynyrd album, Southern by the Grace of God. And there's this old saying, never say never. And he, he talks about in there that he doesn't want to do any new albums under Leonard Skynyrd. Because he's like, you know what he'd say, the first one would be really big, and then it'd kind of taper off after that. And it's best not to do something like that. Yet, you ready for this one? 1991. Would be the first new studio album from Leonard Skinner, self titled. Then, 93, The Last Rebel. 94, Endangered Species. 97, 20. 99, The Edge of Forever. 2000, Christmas Time Again. 2003, Vicious Cycle. September 09, God and Guns. And most recently, the 2012 release of Last of a Dying Breed. So, now uh, Ed would only be on the first couple new albums. But still, uh, they put plenty of music out. More music out after uh, Ronnie and Steve would die in the plane wreck. Doubling up, right? They have one, two, three, four, five albums before. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Post the plane crash from 1977. Pretty funny how it works, huh? And there you have it. Play some Skynyrd, Ed King, inside the Keto Vault. If you like what we do, give us a good rating, tell a friend, subscribe, new episodes every Monday, anything you want to add, just email KiloVault at Kilo943.com. And as always, thanks for being a part of the Keto Vault.